This conference will now be recorded. Praise the Lord. God bless you, each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful to God for these series of teachings. We've been ministering from this subject, how your expectation is your destination, and it is the truth. And, I, and I'm not making any apologies for continuing on with this series because I think there's so much that we have not learned, you know, in, in terms of what the, the, the principles of the word of God. And they, there are principles that operate just like, you know, mathematics, the principles of physics, principles of various sciences. You know, these things all emanate from the spirit realm. It, it, God, God is a spirit, according to John 4, 24. He is a spirit. And so when he created things, he did it. He was in the realm of the spirit. He was spirit creating matter, material things. So um, we, th we thank God for his, the, the numerous teachings that he's had, because so much of what occurs in our lives is reflecting what it is that we've been expecting. That's what we've been ministering. And more of this type of teaching is, is necessary for people to triumph in every area of their lives. Praise God. Thank God that we are saved. We thank God that we are saved. Amen. And yet there's a place we're supposed to move forward. We go from faith to faith, from grace to grace, from glory to glory. And that's what this has been about. So I pray that it's, you've been receiving. And we're going to go back and, and just continue with this subject that your expectation is your destination. Glory to God. And so we have these foundational scriptures. Actually, there's one foundational scripture that is found in Proverbs 23, 18, where the word of God says, for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. It says, surely there is an end. There is an end point. There's a place that you wind up and your expectation shall not be cut off. You're, you're going to wind up at the place of your expectation, whatever it is you're expecting, that's where you're, where you're going to wind up. And the Bible says, sure, this is a sure thing. It's going to happen. So what we want to do is if we don't like the destinations, if we don't like the outcomes we have been experiencing to date, it's time to change our expectations. And the key is to alter our expectations to align with the expectations that are found from the word of God. Hallelujah. So I'd like to introduce this uh, additional scripture that goes along, I believe, with Proverbs 23, 18. And it is found in the very next chapter in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 14. Proverbs 24 and verse 14. And I'm going to read it. We're going to pray and we're going to continue to get additional revelation from the spirit of God. Proverbs 24, 14 says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, mm -mm -mm. when thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward. Then there shall be a reward and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence once again in the matchless name of Jesus. We pray, Father, 
for your word to become life, for your word to become flesh, for your word to become the living experience of everyone under the sound of my voice and for those for whom they are interceding. Let your word become flesh and dwell. Let this word happen and remain. Hallelujah. That is our prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. So Proverbs 24, 14 says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto your soul when you have found it. So it's talking about finding the knowledge of wisdom. Hallelujah. It says, when you find the knowledge of wisdom, when you, when you properly apply wisdom, when you, when, hallelujah, when you have the wisdom to know, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When you find the knowledge of wisdom, glory to God, it says then you'll have a reward. And as we go through this series that speaks about how your expectation is your destination, I believe that you will you will reap the rewards because we're we're applying knowledge. Wisdom is applied knowledge, the proper application of knowledge, the proper application of the word of God. You got to find it. You, 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 it's not enough to just read the word and quote it. We, there's an application. Wisdom is the proper application. Hallelujah. Of the word that you receive. It's the proper application of the principles of God. You, once you've found it, like, oh, hallelujah, thank you for these keys that I can now properly apply. For the word of God tells us, then there shall be a, a reward. You shall be rewarded, hallelujah, as you apply these principles. And it says that your expectation shall not be cut off. Just as we read it in Proverbs 23, 18, for surely there is an end and your expectation shall not be cut off. It shall come to pass. What it is that you're expecting shall come to pass. And you combine that with Proverbs 24, 14. It talks about obtaining the knowledge of wisdom. We're going to properly ap apply the principles of the word of God. When you do it, there shall be a reward. That's the end that we're looking for, right? That is the end. Surely there is an end. We're going to properly apply the principles of the word of God. And hallelujah. And we're expecting that, that word to come to pass. We're expecting, hallelujah, the wisdom of the word to work on our behalf, to go into operation on our behalf. And the Bible says that your expectation shall not be cut off. Amen. Yes, sister. Somebody said, amen. Praise God. It, it, it is the truth. It will not be cut off. Now, see, I want to explain something. You know, but we all, I, I've ministered before how that word expectation in the Old Testament, there's that the word uh, expectation and the same word is hope in the Old Testament that well actually the Bible contains six words that means that mean expect or expectation. Amen. And some in some places, like here in Proverbs 24, 14, and 23, 18, the same word for expectation is also interpreted hope. But I, I want 
to just address that because in our normal daily parlance, in our normal speaking, often we make a subtle distinction between hope and expectation. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when we're talking to people, we say, well, do you think they're going to get better? And you may say, and, and you may hear someone say, well, I don't know. I hope so, but I don't know. See, and that's why it's important for us to understand what the Bible is talking about when it's referring to hope and expectation. You know, because oftentimes we think, when we think of hope, we add this element of uncertainty. Like, I really don't know. And we look to hope as sort of a last resort in situations where you just don't know. I don't know, I hope so. I'm a hoping and a praying, but I'm not sure. See, that's where we have to understand what the Bible is talking about when the Bible refers to hope. Bible hope is really expectation coupled with certainty. You know, ex expectation actually has within it certainty. You know, it it has an element of wisdom and certainty. According to Proverbs 24, 14, that expectation has infused in it wisdom and certainty. You understand? Glory to God. So when we are expecting, we have a knowing an element of certainty. Surely this shall come to pass. It is not wishful thinking. It's not a wish. It's not a maybe. It's not, I don't know, but I just hope so. That may be the, what people say in everyday speaking, but that is not what the Bible is referring to when it says, hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, right? It When it says hope in God, it is not referring to, oh, I don't know. It's not, it's not what one does when you're not certain. Are you understanding this? Hallelujah. Look, if you took, if you, if you get in your car at 7.30 in the morning, and you have a nine o'clock meeting, you expect to get there in time. And let's say you, you live a half hour away from the job, but you get up at 7.30 for nine o'clock meeting. You expect to get there on time. It's, it, it, you, you're not saying, well, I hope so. No, you expect it. There's, there's something that you are expecting and it's based on something. Hallelujah. If, if, you're, if you're baking a cake and if you're following the recipe carefully, you expect that cake to come out. You know, it's not, well, I don't know. I'm putting these ingredients together and I hope it comes out. I hope it works. Let's see. I don't know. Let's try it to give it a whirl. That's not what we're talking about. When, when, when you're following the directions, you're expecting it to come out. And you're surprised if it doesn't. Like you get jammed up in traffic. And, oh, my goodness. I was not expecting this. I was expecting to get there on time. And even if that were to happen, even if something were to happen, right, to cause you the traffic jam, and so that time you arrive late, 
that doesn't mean, mm -mm -mm. it doesn't change what it is that you're expecting. Like the, the next week when you've got the next 9 a.m. meeting, if you leave at 730, you're, you're not saying, oh, I hope I get there on time. You're, you're expecting to get there on time. So the fact that there may be a, a wrench thrown in the works from time to time doesn't alter your expectation. So why am I, so you, you don't take like a prior experience and say that's how it's, okay, I believed God before and it didn't happen. Therefore, I don't know, I just hope so. That's not Bible hope. And we, there are things that we do when we're referring to God that we don't even do in our own daily life. And what I'm encouraging us to do is to come up higher into the place where we are believing God. And despite what may have happened in the past, because your expectation is not based upon that experience. It is based upon the living word of God. Hallelujah. And the, the word of God that is true. It's been tried seven times. It's been perfected. The word of God and the principles of the word of God that work. Amen. The word works. So that, that's what we're talking about. So we're not talking about you trying to gin up some kind of belief in areas where you're not certain. No, we're talking about aligning your expectation with the living and the true word of God that does not fail and allowing that expectation to come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Now, we talked the last time where I was providing suggestions on how to increase your expectation because your expectation will dictate your destination. As an example, there's some, we just had someone, we just had someone uh, is at, offer a prayer request. And the prayer request was, well, I'm having some some uh, procedure done and I want to pray against anxiety for that procedure. I'm having this procedure and pray against anxiety. Well, we know the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God and the peace of God that passes understanding shall keep your heart and mind, right? Philippians 4, right? 6 through 8. Be anxious for nothing. That's what the word says. But, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, right? So what you would do then in that case is you would meditate on the word of God. Let's just use that as an example. You would then meditate on the word of God, utilizing scriptures like that. And what happens is the Holy Spirit will give you scriptures. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Let's say, for example, let's just use that the same example. Let's, it, it, you know, this is a pretty big procedure. I'm, I'm a little anxious about it. And we know what the word of God says. So we'll even go and Google, we'll do a search, even on Google, and we'll, We'll come up with all these different scriptures as it relates to healing, as it relates to, you know, 
surgery, hospital procedures. You'll, you'll find all of this stuff. We'll go online, do a search. And we find this, be anxious for nothing, for but everything by prayer and supplication. With, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So what we do, we, we want to take that into meditation. I, I gave that as suggestions for how to increase your expectation, how to have your expectation align with the word of God. I told you before from Joshua 1.8 and Psalm 1, 1 through 3, how it's, it's important to develop the discipline of meditating day and night, the bookends of your day, day and night. I get, and so how do you do that? One, first, simple preparation. Like I said, you take the scripture, go to the, either go online, search it. And what happens is as you're searching the scriptures, the Holy Spirit will have, will, will cause certain of these scriptures to really resonate with you. So you take those, you put them on a three by five card, or you cut and paste it on a piece of paper, you print it out and you take it with you. Amen. And you, secondly, you want to Quiet, quiet your mind. Get quiet. Make sure there are no distractions. You don't have your TV on. You don't have stuff going on in the background. You don't have the windows open. You don't have the radio going. No, quiet. Quiet your mind. Disconnect from everything. You're giving the spirit of the living God your undivided attention. You're meeting with Abba Father. Hallelujah. And you're going to have and, and, and you're, you're going to have undivided attention as you're meeting with Abba Father. Psalm 5, Psalm 5, verses 1 through 3. See, Psalm 5, 1 says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. I'm telling you, the Bible has more than 20 plus references where God is endorsing meditation as a, as a means of communicating with him. It's straight up word. It says, consider my meditation. Verse verse three, it says, look, in the NIV version, it says, in the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. You, that expectation, even at, at the time when you are communing with God in meditation, O Lord, consider my meditation, give ear to my words. And it says, in the morning, you take that. So you, you quiet yourself. The Bible says in Psalm 62, 5, my soul wait in silence for God alone, for my expectation is from him. You develop this discipline. So you quiet your mind. You go before him. Hallelujah. I told you then you start to, you, you can even consider uh, soaking music. You get yourself comfortable and you, you if you need to play music, and I gave scripture reference from first, what was it? First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 23. You can play calming music to just get yourself, hallelujah, in, in the, get the right atmosphere. I'm not saying you have, these are suggestions. I'm not saying it's etched in stone, but re consider, remember when David played the harp, I'm talking about soft, soothing, calming, Christian, soaking music. David played the harp and the Bible says 
that there is an evil spirit that had been tormenting King Saul that departed as David played that soft, soothing music. And it's good to play soaking, Christian soaking music, just even to affect the atmosphere, to cause, you know, evil spirits, foul spirits, things that, you know, anxious spirits of anxiety, all it causes it to just depart. And you're just coming yourself before the Lord. Hallelujah. And you end up, even as Saul, King Saul was refreshed, it brings a, a level of refreshing to you. You're just coming before the spirit of God, that anxiety, it flees. And you're just spending time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then you breathe deeply, just as the, the, the God from the beginning he breathed into the nostrils of man, the breath of life. So you breathe through your nostrils deeply and you're just breathing it. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. I take in fresh and anew the anointing of God. And, and then you exhale and you come in deeply and you just quiet yourself and you're focusing on God. Hallelujah. And I share, you know, there are, there are, um, studies that show even in the natural how it helps to calm you, the parasympathetic nervous system. It has it, it has this effect. Well, God breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. So you breathe through your nostrils and breathe deeply and just get calm. Hallelujah. I explained you have you want to keep your flesh under. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 9:27, I keep under my body. So you don't stop. You don't get distracted. You don't, you don't start scratching. You don't say, I got to go to the bathroom. You don't say, Oh, what am I? I got to think about this. I got to, no, you don't, you keep your flesh under and you tell your flesh, your spirit is con in control here. Your flesh, you can wait. I keep my flesh under. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm meeting with God. Hallelujah. No, so that itch, you wait. I'm not going to stop and scratch. You wait. Because I'm I'm communing spirit to spirit. Hallelujah. And this takes some discipline, but you do it. Your life depends on it. This is important. So you take the time to do this. Hallelujah. And you get into the presence of God and you start to ponder. You start to reflect on that scripture. If this errant thought comes into your mind, you say, no, I'm reflecting on this scripture. That can wait. Right now, it's me and God. Hallelujah. You reflect on that scripture. You can speak it to yourself. You can repeat it over and over and hallelujah. And then you start you to see yourself in it. You see it happening in your life. You allow the eyes of your understanding, according to Ephesians 1.18, to be enlightened. You allow the spirit of God to speak to you as you ponder that scripture and you see it coming to pass in your life so for the in the case of the person who said oh help me pray against anxiety no you so you see yourself in that procedure you see everything going smoothly you see it as well you see that they that they are ex they expertly accomplish that task or you know or you're going in for a business interview you see yourself you, you're, you are prepared. You look wonderful. You know, you look, your, your Zoom photo is just 
your Zoom picture is just on point. You are, and you're just answering questions. You're engaging. You're, you're, you make this connection. You just see it. Hallelujah. Because he says, you're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. He says, he compasses you about with favor like a shield. So you're meditating on that and you, you see it happening. You see, you see them just falling in love with you. you and you're, you're, you're doing, you, you see the picture in your mind's eye. Hallelujah. You see yourself healed. We're talking about what happens in the realm of the spirit. Because again, your spirit person does not differentiate between what's happening in the five sense 3D world and what is happening in the realm of the spirit. There is no differentiation. When, because when, when you do this, when you are meditating, you, you are entered into the realm of the spirit and you are operating on the frequency of faith. Hallelujah. So you are seeing, you're witnessing it happen, happening. It is unfolding because these things, these are, these things have already been accomplished in the realm of the spirit. You know how the Bible says, when you pray that model prayer, thy will be done, amen, on earth as it is in heaven. See, there are things that are, it is in heaven hallelujah and you say thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so we are simply taking from what is in the spirit realm where there is there is no time there is no space do you understand it just is and it is transferred from that realm into this material realm. Glory to God. It ha that's how everything came into existence. Hallelujah. It already is. So you start to meditate and the, the spirit of God will give you pictures. You will see these things done. And hallelujah, your meditation is such that it's like, as it is in heaven, so it be in earth, in my living experience. There's no differentiation in your spirit between what happens in the physical world, world realm and what happens in the spiritual realm. Your brain doesn't even differentiate. That's why you can be reading a book and you can be experiencing all the, the sensations, you know, you, you can feel for someone. You can watch a movie and be crying with emotion about something that didn't even happen to you because there's no differentiation in, in, oh my goodness, especially not in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Have you ever awakened from a, a dream like in a sweat, like this, like it actually happened? See, there's no differentiation. So at when you're meditating, you are connecting with God. You are connecting with the divine. You're connecting with divinity. You're connecting with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And you're receiving God's expectations. It's true. And they are consistent with his word. You're receiving it. And just how, how you remember when, um, who was it? Get, um, Elijah said to Elisha, you know, 
when Elisha asked him for a double portion of his anointing, he said, if you can see it, if you can see me when I'm ascending, you can have it. If you can see within the realm of the spirit, you can have it. You remember that? That's what we're talking about. When you're, when you meditate, if you can see it, you can have it. Mm. That which you're able to grasp in your heart, you're able to clasp in your hand. If you can see it in the realm of the spirit, it will materialize. That's why the Bible tells us in Mark 11, Mark 11, 22, you know, when it's talking about when you pray, when Jesus said, he said in Mark 11, 22, have faith in God, right? He says, for verily I say unto you that whatsoever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you what things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. See, I'm telling you, when, when you are in the presence of God, you are meditating. You are, whether it's prayer, meditation, you're commune, you're communing with God. And, you know, and I, why do I, why do I say, well, prayer, meditation? Well, I just read it to you from Psalm chapter five. Remember Psalm five. Let's look there one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Cause they all work together. They all work in tandem. See, it starts out in, in the King James version. It says, it says, give ear to my words. O Lord, consider my meditation. Amen. So you can be in his presence meditating on the word of God. You can be just pondering, imagining that word coming to pass, speaking over that scripture, making these declarations. I am healed. Hallelujah. I shall live and not die. It is well with me. Favor compasses me about like a shield. Thank you, Lord God, for your favor. And, or, and or you may even then be in quiet contemplation. But it says, consider my meditation. And then it says, hearken to the voice of my cry. You know, in verse three, it says, my voice shall you hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. So in verse one, it's referred to as a meditation. In verse three, it's referred to as a prayer. So that's why I'm saying, you know, what, what you, the, the key though is to believe that you have received. You see it. You believe you have received it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you shall have it. And you can also ask. You can ask. Matthew 7, 7. You know, ask and you shall receive. Ask the Lord. What, Lord, what are you revealing to me, Lord? What is, what is it that I need to know? What, what are you, ask and you shall receive. Praise God. And we, I wanted to also point out the importance of thanksgiving. I, whenever you are in that place of meditation or even, you know, when you pray but right now, I'm specifically focusing on, on meditating as the book ends of your day. And I'm giving you these steps, these suggestions to aid that. Thanksgiving is so crucial because you, it, it goes along with 
Mark eleven twenty four. how you believe you receive. What is a sign that you have received it already? You thank God. How would you feel if, when, when they call you or they email you, you got the job. You Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So you offer up thanksgiving. You want to revel in the presence of God. Take time before you get up. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I have the petitions that I've asked of you. I thank you. I see it coming to pass. I thank you. I praise you in advance, Lord God. Uh, You just express the utter, the joy, the happiness, the gratefulness. Hallelujah. Just as if it has already happened. I'm telling you, because your spirit does not make any distinction between what's going on in the spirit realm and what's going on in the natural realm. And that Thanksgiving, it, it acts, it's, it's like, it's magnetic. Huh? It, it, it draws, it draws the anointing to you. It, it just is, just as I mentioned before, Ephesians 1.18, I believe I, I gave, and how it says how the, the power of God is drawn towards those who believe. And that Thanksgiving, that giving of thanks is, it's like an, a sign, an outward sign of your inner belief. I believe it is done. I thank you, Lord God. It's already done. They, uh, you know, I thank you that the windows are put in expertly. I thank you that, it, hallelujah, that there's no, that there's no trouble, that things are done with ease. I thank you, Lord God, that this procedure, oh, it, it's, it, it was just like, it was easy. It's done with ease. I thank you, Father, for the increase in my business. And it happens, you know, serendipitously, it, it, without strain, without, I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that you enable me to accomplish more in less time. Thank you, Lord God, that you go before me. You're making rough places smooth and crooked places straight. Thank you, oh God. You understand that? And, and I'm telling you, I, I think I, I mentioned last time, and look at Luke chapter one. But there's so many examples of this. I'll tell you, well, before we go to Luke, there are two places I'll tell you to go. First Samuel chapter one, and then Luke chapter one. In first Samuel chapter one, that's where we have Hannah. Remember Hannah wanted a son so badly? And uh, she was just moaning and, and praying and, and, and before the Lord putting her petition. And she was just, just vexed grievously and, and just crying out to the Lord. And she sees the prophet Samuel, right? And he tells her that her prayer has been answered. Oh my goodness. Her entire countenance changed. She was, she went and worshiped before the Lord. She got up. She washed her face. That is in first Samuel chapter one, right? She was thanking God in advance. How do we know that? I'm telling you, this is the prescription and it is a sign that you have received what the Lord has shown you, that you have received the word of the Lord for you. And you do it even like you say, as you're meditating, you see things as done, you see it as a done deal and you start to give God praise for it. Hallelujah. Because I'm sorry, I said Samuel, it was Eli. She had Samuel. It was Eli, right? The uh, the prophet Eli, um, praise God, the priest Eli, the priest Eli who told her, Go in peace and the God of Israel grant you your petition that you've asked of him. First Samuel 1 17. She says, let your handmaid find grace in thy sight. 
So she went her way and she did eat and her countenance was no more sad. They rose up in the morning. They worshiped before the Lord. She, thank you, Lord. They were worshiping God. And the Bible says she went on back and had relations with her husband because she viewed it as having been done. So that thanksgiving, that worshiping and giving of thanks, it is so critical. So you don't get up wondering, oh, I wonder if this is going to work. Oh, I'm hoping in a prayer. No, 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 no. Are you understanding this? You want to supply the emotion, the gratefulness, the thankfulness. Like I said, you don't wait. Most people wait for their external circumstances to change before they change how they feel on the inside and before they truly believe, right? But God tells us to believe in our heart first. The change, what you're expecting, it occurs internally before the experience manifests externally. That's why if you're sick, if you're facing a, a procedure, what, what are, and that you don't feel desperate. No. Instead, you have, you've already sensed wholeness. You feel healed already from your time with the Lord. You, and you're, you're thankful because you have sensed that you've, you've experienced it already. That's what we're talking about. That's what meditation helps you to do. You experience it already and you express gratitude even before the healing outwardly manifests. If you are full of debt, you don't feel lack. Instead, you experience you the abundance. You feel you actually feel wealthy because you've spent time in the presence of God and that you've already experienced in the spirit realm what it is that you're expecting. So you have that experience through meditation. You're like, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. It's turned around in Jesus' name. You experience it inwardly before it, you see the expression outwardly. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. But that's how it, that's how it works. That's how it works. You don't wait for your healing to feel wholeness. You want to feel wholeness for your healing to actualize. You don't wait for the money to come to feel prosperous. You feel prosperous concerning the business venture, hallelujah, for that prosperity to materialize. You don't wait for a new relationship to develop before you feel um, valued. You already know you're accepted in the, in the beloved. You feel valued, praise God. And that new relationship is drawn towards you. I hope you see that. You don't wait for the job offer before you feel empowered. You go in meditation, prayer meditation before God, and you have the experience of being empowered even during meditation, praise God. And the job is drawn towards you. I pray you're getting this, guys. I pray you're getting this. Okay, I have to stop here. It's, uh, I see the time. 
And I, I just give God praise and thanksgiving for you today. And I pray that you're, you're really learning something. And more importantly, I want you to, I want you to, today, I want you to make the commitment to implement these principles. Take time and, and say, make a, a, a committed decision to implement. Say, I'm going to implement this. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this starting today. Starting today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift up these prayer requests. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for your word. And we just give you praise and glory, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that as our expectations align with yours, praise God, these expectations shall not be cut off, that we receive the reward. We receive the reward, the end, that reward that you've already planned for us from the beginning. And that expectation shall surely come to pass. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I just sense the presence of God even with us even now. I don't know if you sense the presence of God. Hallelujah. The spirit of the living God is here to minister, to move, to heal, to deliver. Hallelujah. We lift up. We lift up uh, Sister Joyce. Thank you, Lord God, for healing anyone with any type of ailment. We lift them up even now. In Jesus' mighty name, we lift up Sister Joyce. We pray, Father, for that healing manifested through and through her body, her knee and every aspect of her being be made whole in Jesus' name. We lift up Pastor Lonnie Henderson. We thank you, Father. We decree and declare him healed from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. The healing virtue of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, manifest in his body in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God. Thank you for healing Sister Hattie, Lord God, and healing healing her physically, healing her emotionally, healing her uh, even spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' mighty name, praise God. And thank you. We lift up Sister Tolu. Praise God for healing her, that it is well. Hallelujah. Anxiety flees in Jesus' name. It is well. The dental procedure is well in Jesus' mighty name. We lift up Sister Brenda. Her foot is healed in Jesus' blessed name. Hallelujah. We lift up Robert, the plumber Robert. Hallelujah. We rebuke vertigo. We, we pray, Father, for his healing, his spirit, soul, and body. Thank you for blessing the works of his hands, that the plumbing work that he is doing is accomplished with ease. It is done expertly, even as you raised up people like Bezaliel to build the tabernacle men of skill. Thank you, Father, for blessing his skilled hands, Lord God. Hallelujah. We lift up Myra. Praise God. Uh, thank you for healing her through and through, Heavenly Father, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, thank you for dramatic, miraculous healing. Hallelujah. She is made whole, spirit, soul, and body in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We we lift up, um, who is this? We lift up Sister Beulah Newby's granddaughter, Chelsea. We pray concerning her transition at Howard. We pray the favor of God be upon her. Hallelujah. Even as Jesus grew in stature and found favor with God and with man, may she grow in grace. May she grow in grace.
and find, hallelujah, grace with God and with man. May she grow and find grace with her professors. May she get the courses that she needs in Jesus' name. We pray for her roommate, her uh, Chelsea's roommate. May they get along. May her roommate understand who she is in Christ and that she is worth more than she is. Hallelujah. That she ought not sell herself short in Jesus' mighty name. May she make proper decisions in Jesus' mighty name. She's worth more. May she understand her value, her true value. Praise God that she is indeed good enough and she need not settle herself or mm, shortchange herself in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We pray for Sister Adrian. We pray for the wisdom and the guidance, even as your word declared in Proverbs 24, 14. Hallelujah. So shall knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it. May she find that wisdom, the godly wisdom, and, not, and may she apply the knowledge that you've given her properly, Lord God. And may she receive and experience that reward and may that expectation come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. And for those others who experience a drop in their income, Father God, I thank you that they're already, they are already wealthy. May they experience, even as they commune with you, hallelujah, that they are wealthy. Hallelujah. Let them experience that now, right now. Hallelujah. Wealth and riches shall be in thy house. Can you see yourself wealthy? Can you see yourself? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Favored by God. Can you see that business blossoming? And hallelujah. In Jesus, and we see it. Do you see, Joyce, the speedy job advancement? We pray, Father God for advancement, for Joyce, for promotion, for Joyce. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we see it. We see it. We see it. She is favored, favored by God. May she find favor with God and with men. May they find favor, hallelujah, with God and with men. May Vita find favor with God and with men. Hallelujah. In Jesus' matchless name, Father, I just pray, hallelujah, as we implement, I thank you that we meet with you. We, we meet with you. May you speak to us, Lord God. Show us things to come. And I pray that that which we see materialize in Jesus' mighty name. For it is the principle of the living word of God. And we believe you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody thank him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord. If this has been a blessing to you, I invite you to be a blessing to triumph in Christ, certainly, and first and foremost, through your prayers. And also, even if you would like to give into this ministry, if it's been a blessing to you, you can do so by writing to Triumph in Christ, P.O. Box 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. You can go to the website at jdsministries.org. Click on the donate tab there. You can also utilize cash app, dollar sign, 
JDS Triumph, T-R-I-U-N-P-H. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I'm going to stop the recording at this time.